incredibly sad um, for our industry and it, it, it's not often, you know, like I, the, these are issues that I often think, you know, we just need to sit down and, and talk about, but this whole thing has just left me incredibly sad. Thanks to Crime Alt, this is Brews News Week. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum, and joining me on the discussion today is founding editor of Australian Brews News, Matt Kierkegaard, and the partner at Totem Marketing and also the vice president of Pink Boots Australia, Zoe Ottaway. Matt and Zoe, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Prof. How are you, Matt? Mate, I'm good. Um, yeah, no, just uh, it's been a busy, busy week for us. You know, what this is our third podcast this week, which is uh, which is good. It, it has been very busy, and it was it was very. It's fair to say it was a fairly quiet news week um, up until sort of lunchtime Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, my my phone was on um, uh, in, in airplane mode uh, most of the day, or or switched to silent. I was uh, I was working all day and flying in and out of Sydney, and uh, so didn't it wasn't across all of the the news that was happening. But um, fair to say, uh, there's a bit going on. Fair to say, one thing going on. Yes, <laughs> that seems to have occupied a lot of uh, a lot of minds and keyboard fingers. It certainly made up for an otherwise quiet news week. Um, but how did you find out? Because I, I, we're just chatting off air, uh, not through the regular channels. No, Matt, I was hosting a corporate beer tasting yesterday and my phone started pinging and then it kept pinging and it kept pinging and that often means that somebody, you know, that it's bad news. And uh, I, I guess in this case it was not too far wrong. Um, had a lot of people saying, you know, uh, much the same as you, Prof, this is going to blow up. Oh, you know, geez, look at this, somebody better call this out. Um, and, yeah, jumped online and saw the Black Ops um, beer name. Um, and I have to say, look, my, my first reaction was, I guess with any of this, Prof, let, let's preface this by saying that there's a whole lot of talk about outrage and there's a whole lot of talk about, you know, political correctness. And, there's, and, and I don't want to buy into to that sort of thing. I can't speak for anybody else. But all I can talk about is I looked at the post and I saw it and I was just really, really surprised at how badly the guys at Black Ops judged judged this. Now, I don't know the personalities um, you know, that are involved to, to some extent, but I just saw it as, a, an, a, as an incredibly bad reading of um, what they'd done. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I texted them personally straight away about that. So I said, look, guys, I don't think you realise just how wrong this is. Um, and then I, as I read it and looked at the comments in the Facebook page, you know, in, in the Facebook entry, I actually got angrier when I saw that there was this, you know, outrage and uh, concocted outrage or, you know, dogpile outrage is something that I'm always a little bit sceptical of. But I saw that there was some, you know, a lot of discussion going on and I saw some of the guys in the group, in, in, the, in the Black Ops group, you know, liking comments that irrespective of what they now say about the, uh, about the, the post told me that they were actually smiling and smirking and enjoying the controversy that they'd created. Um, and that, to me, more than anything about this whole thing, was really, really disappointing. And 
um, you know, that it wasn't, well, we've made a mistake. They were lapping it up. Sorry, and that was a really bad, inadvertent choice of words. They were really enjoying what they had done um, and just did not see that there was any wider implication um, for it. So, yeah, I mean, so, so, so that was how I found about it and that was my initial reaction. Um, and everything in hindsight, you know, um, goes on what, what happened in, in, in advance. But I was just really, really disappointed and really, really uh, surprised. Yeah, and I think, too, it, it points to uh, there, are, there are two options. One is that you're either incredibly naive to think that it wouldn't go viral and wouldn't cause a, a ruckus or you knew it would and you're lying to say that you didn't think it would. I can't say they were lying. All I know is that when I, you know, I, I tried to phone Govs and I texted him um, and just got a, yeah, you know, he was in a meeting and his, so his, his response was very brief but it said there's absolutely nothing different to this than calling it cocksucking cowboy and we're going to get the response that we expect. Um, or, or words to that effect, I don't have it in, in, in front of me. And, you know, to me that was, again, that, that, that actually just fueled my disappointment because on one hand, do we really want to work in an industry, like in, in a craft beer industry where we really want to celebrate the most positive aspects of beer do we really want to be, uh, you know, marketing our beers by saying, hey, this is no worse than cocksucking cowboy, you know, than having a shot of cocksucking cowboy? You know, people drink them, people get pleasure from them. You know, I'm not here to debate whether or not that is an acceptable cocktail name, but I do know that that's not where I want to see that. That adds no value to beer. It does nothing to elevate beer from the get shit-faced wearing watermelons on your head at the cricket um, bullshit aspect of beer marketing that there was a time that everybody was unanimous in railing against from from big brewers um, and you know so so that was their initial response um, and again you know there is a difference between initial response and there is a difference between the um, crafted non-apology apology that came out later where they'd had a time to realize the shitstorm that they'd unreleased you know released and how do we now manage this that was their first instinctive um reply to my questioning are you guys serious about this and to me that's their truest response and that highlighted that they knew what they were doing and that they were out for all of the publicity that they can get from it yeah, and probably worth pointing out too that it was, I guess, two elements to it. One was the the name Pussy Juice, but the other was the the poem that accompanied the Facebook page. I don't think it was like printed on the tin, or I, I, if if it was, I certainly I haven't haven't found evidence of of that. My understanding was that the poem was written by the female employee, and look, you know, and, and that's where it starts getting hard because there is this whole debate about whether it's okay because a female said it or whether a male said it, and and I look. You know, mate, I'm a 50-year-old uh, white man. I can't take outrage. I, I find that it's patronising and paternalistic if I get outraged on behalf of somebody else and say how they should feel, And which, which incidentally is why my first response after texting the Black Ops guys was to refer it to Pink Boots because I've always found them to be a very level-headed, um, you know, thoughtful group who are much more qualified to me. So, look, you know, I'd, I'd probably rather punt the next bit to, to Zoe to talk about uh, on behalf of, you know, Pink Boots and, and, and their very well-reasoned, um, you know, uh, re- response and how, and how they came up with that and, and, and how they viewed it. Well, I'm glad you raised one issue there, Matt, which I 
both professionally and personally get quite frustrated by is that tit-for-tat um, attitude where something like this happens and there's always the response, well, what about this? Like, instead of just as good humans calling out bad behaviour in general, um, I don't think it needs to be, you know, if, if a man does something wrong or we found an example where a woman did something wrong, I think that's not um, helpful in the long term to changing anything positively. Um, and before we go any further too, um, there is, I, I did just want to make note that there is a female at the centre of all this as the beer was um, brewed to honour her first year at Black Hops um, and she led the brew um, of it. Um, and I just really wanted to shout out that I think everything that has happened um, both online and within the conversation that we're having now is not a reflection on her or her decision or, um, sorry, her involvement. Um, you know, this is very much about the business decision to, I think, with the copy that went alongside the name and that picture and it was the business decision on how they handled the situation. It's not reflective of that one individual and um, I just hope she's doing okay um, with all this kind of focused on her. Just in my Facebook feed now, as I'm sort of monitoring it as it goes on, I just would actually some somebody on Facebook, a brewer on the Gold Coast called Peter Weldon, has just posted it, and and it's if you, if you'll just forgive me to for for reading it out, it's it's a little bit long, but I just think it it, it actually says so much. Um, he's posted a rhetorical question, uh, Facebook, what's on your mind? Me, the Black Ops team. Alicia, who I believe is the, 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 the um, staff member involved, congratulations on your one-year anniversary at Black Ops. You have helped take the business to the next level. You should be extremely proud of what you've brought to the business and achieved. The way you make people feel special is a gift. Yesterday's new beer release and accompanying statement to mark that anniversary was a poor choice of judgment and a mistake. I've made the same mistake too and I regret it horribly. It is a hard way to learn and being judged in public sphere like this hurts when you know your intention wasn't to hurt, but it did anyway, or you lack the awareness to know how your words could trigger emotional memories for others. These are the times we live in, and it takes strength for people to call others out on these issues so we all learn about what is acceptable in our society. I hope you are all okay. I don't like what I read. It was provocative and fun in an alley kind of way. It was going too far. I did like it because I was too weak to say anything. I just went on with my day and that makes me part of the problem. So I learned something about myself today. I am the guy who will sit on the fence, too afraid to speak up in case I upset someone. However, I know I'm the first to apologise if I do upset someone. That is what Black Ops Brewing team did. They withdrew the post and issued a public apology. Move along. I feel for my friends at Black Ops. Concentrate on your wins now because you will keep kicking goals. The scoreboard looks great. We can all move on aware of how things we say may offend others and strive to move on with awareness. Today, through your actions, you would have inadvertently helped a lot of men to learn about misogyny, sexism and what is socially acceptable. Look for that silver lining. Uh, no one is perfect, but as far as it goes, you guys are right up there with the best people I know. We all make mistakes. This is but a correction lesson. Cheers. TLDR, geez, guys, I hope you're okay. And I just thought, actually, I just thought that captures so much following on from what um, uh, Zoe just said. Yeah, yeah and very timely. I, but, and when we could discuss some of that. But anyway, so I, did, I didn't mean to cut in, but I, I just thought, you know, with, with all of this outrage that is going on, it is very easy to forget that there are people and we're discussing things that in taking offence for other people, um, you know, there are people that are going to be hurting at the middle of all of this as well. Um, and 
j- just can't get away from any of that. But anyways, sorry, Zoe, I didn't mean to. Um, no, 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 not at all. Yeah, so Zoe, from a Pink Boots point of view, did did you um, have a bit of a confab get together chat before releasing the statement, or, or how did how did it work, and what was your initial, I guess, how were you contacted? What did you then do, um, and then talk us through your response? Yeah, so um, my day was um, it was funny. It was quite black hot focus actually, um, because yesterday the um, craft beer survey actually did come out, which um, has kind of been overshadowed in all this. And I actually did notice that black hops um, they must have had one of the most incredible rises on the list. They went from twenty ninth place to tenth, um, from one hundred and ten votes to um, three hundred and fifteen or twenty or something. So that. That must have been one of the best results for an individual brewery in the list. And I remember noting that and that they cracked the top 10. And then half an hour later, um, I had a message to check out um, our internal uh, private Pink Boots discussion group. And one of our members had posted um, a link to the Black Hops page and had just asked, like, how do we address this? Um, internally, there was just that consensus that um we're not okay with it um how and how how do we how do we raise this discussion in a civilized manner and a polite manner and a respectful manner um and so internally we started having those conversations within the members um that we're involved um and from that then obviously i think within the next half an hour it just blew up um as you both have said like phones were pinging emails were coming in um the rage was building on both sides um so we put a press release together pretty quickly and um got that out we um i know it has been printed on um australian brews news so if anyone wants to read it it is out there we just wanted to again know um and unfortunately it is starting to feel a bit of a tired discussion that, you know, females' bodies and sexual innuendo just shouldn't be needed if you in in marketing, let alone beer marketing. Um, it's just something, you know, I think we can all say just, again, as humans, we've just moved on from that. Um, we get that internally that might that might have been hilarious and, Certainly with other people I've spoken to, they're like, actually, you know, that's a bit of a funny joke, but would I have put that out publicly? No. And I think that was where just the lack of awareness that inside, you know, sitting around the team, it might have been a bit of a laugh just to then not have that awareness to that, that it then to go further with it. Um, the fact that to me there was three key messages that should have been a part of this. Um First and foremost, the employee and her contribution to Black Hops. Um, from everything I've read, she is clearly a well-loved employee, both inside the brewery and by the customers that attend. Um, she, it seems to me that this this employee is more than just someone that's going through the motions and everyone got this beer on their first year, they get a chance to brewery that she's actually some, something really special. Um, so I think they've missed a great opportunity, one, to celebrate that, two, to celebrate the fact that they do something like this to celebrate everybody's first year, that they get the opportunity to have their own beer. You know, this is exactly why people love craft breweries and love the people behind them because it's, it's this stuff that 
we do that we celebrate that we celebrate real people and we can have the flexibility to like just do a small batch and have that person pick a beer style they love and actually get you know away from one job and get in the brewery and do something else and make a beer and then share that with people um you know tires can't do that toothpaste can't do that craft beer can do that so i think there was a great message in there and then the, the third message i saw in it um was the fact that it was a female. You know, females, while we're increasing in numbers, we're still underrepresented when it, in, the, in the beer community. Um, and, you know, it, it's absolutely an individual decision as whether they choose to celebrate that or not. But I think there's a really great story in there to saying, you know, we are a, a great employer that respects women and, um, you know, we love what she does and she's a great employee and we wanted to celebrate that with this beer. Um, and unfortunately, none of those messages came across in the um, post because the words that they used against it had nothing to do with her. It had nothing to do with her as an employee um, and had nothing to do with the purpose of the beer being made. Um, and if they hadn't finished it off with like thanks for one year like you wouldn't even known why it came to be um and I think that's the disappointing part is that there was a real there was a real feel-good story that our industry loves to read our consumers love to read um and taking that a bit further too like how can we expect female consumers to want to drink more beer when they see this kind of marketing. This is exactly the thing as a female, you just roll your eyes out and walk away from. Like it's the biggest opportunity for market growth in the beer category is women. Like women traditionally aren't beer drinkers. They will go to wine and spirits beforehand. So there's a huge opportunity for that growth to come from the female consumer. And we have marketing like this that, does the complete opposite and turns them away. Um, so they're, they're the kind of the messages that we wanted to get across in a press release or a um, response. Um, again, hopefully this has been a learning opportunity for those involved. I think that's one consideration. And as Matt alluded to before, the other consideration is just the world that this post created where all of a sudden there was just this platform for people to aggressively attack people for want, for saying, like, this isn't okay by me. And that that was really just hard to read last night. It, it just got to the stage where I just had to turn it all off because, you know, someone, both men and women, calling this out and saying, look, we just don't need this in marketing, all of a sudden getting attacked for being a snowflake really really um, thoughtful things that you've just said but then there is this ugliness on their facebook page um that is going and anyone that sort of speaks about it is being shouted down as a pc warrior and i mean god pete pete and i uh you know spend a lot of our time you know joking that we are you know pale male and stale and all of those sorts of things because we are of a generation that doesn't get a lot of these things but when you see the ugliness of the discussion going on on the facebook page and I have to say that, you know, even quoting the thing that I said before about are these guys okay and, you know, it's a mistake and all of these things. I've been watching the way that the guys have been going in and liking, you know, Black Ops official and some of the guys have been liking the comments that have been made that are supporting them and acknowledging their apology. 
but they have stayed completely silent on anything that is ugly in their Facebook page. They're, they're not calling... They can say that this was meant to empower women, but there are a whole lot of people jumping in there now who are saying some really ugly, toxic, unpleasant stuff that nobody wants in this industry. And that is the Black Ops community talking on the Black Ops Facebook page and they are staying silent about that. And that's that's really disappointing and that's before when I said it wasn't about this employee now but just about the business decision to go ahead with that post and how they've chosen to handle that post. Um, and just to put some further context on it too, it's not just the Black Ops page, it's every single beer page I'm a part of. Someone has this and I've read literally thousands of comments of just about this now. I always worry about opening these discussions too widely and trying to solve all of the world's problems or, you know, sort of change everyone's mind. But on the Black Hops Facebook page, that is people that they were speaking to when they posted this. They are the people who are jumping to their defence. You know, that, that, that's their community. And when, you know, people, um, you know, I, I, I've seen um, a whole lot of people um, that I know personally um, and a, a lot of women who give so much to create this industry and make it what it is comment on their page and express, and they're being shouted down by friends of Black Ops. You know, yes, you can go to some of the other beer communities and, and take it and, and, and make comment, but they should be having a conversation. If they genuinely don't like the way that this was taken, and if they genuinely want to be inclusive and they want to be supportive, they can talk to their community and they can say you know because if if uh, you jump on you'll be shouted down and a lot of people have been if govs and eddie and dan jump on and say guys just steady on we were wrong what you're saying isn't what we want to represent this beer and this um brewery so just you know that will carry a lot of weight but they they're not and to me that actually calls into question the sincerity of their apology and the sincerity of their intent um, because they, they, they could turn this into something that was incredibly positive for the industry and they're not. They're just letting it continue on as a really, really ugly negative note for the industry. It, it is disappointing that they're not moderating it and they can absolutely say you know, we appreciate the people, like the passion on both sides and we appreciate the support or, you know, there's ways to manage this without letting people resort to the name calling and the swearing and the aggression um, that people are, are putting on their page. Um, you can control that. That is that is your business space. You wouldn't tolerate that in, well, I hope there's businesses that wouldn't tolerate that happening physically inside their um, their walls. Your, your social media space is no different. And I, I, I do struggle with the claims where people say we're new or we're small because this is just common sense putting your total marketing cap on uh and and just to i guess to to put some flesh on the bones alicia is the is the employee it's a one-year anniversary working for black ops so she gets the honor of, of brewing a beer so we're, we're sitting down at a around the bar or we're sitting around the table whatever it might be and from a marketing point of view we say okay so uh ellie's nickname is ellie cat she wants to brew a neeper so therefore, we've got cat and we've got juice. We we, we come up with pussy juice. That I, I, 
I'm guessing that that was the, I guess, the rationalisation behind it. And there's a, you know, you can have a giggle and all that sort of thing. You can argue it probably shouldn't have gone any further than that. Um, at, at what point then does, well, we need, you know, we need a logo, we need a tap decal, and then somebody throws in, we need a poem that we, we've taken from, you know, the back of a toilet door in a, like yeah. it's not even primary school kind of level humour. Yeah. I think with things like this, it's, there's just a sense check that goes with it. And, you know, if you're going to the the name, obviously there's the nickname that led to one half of it and there's Nipa, which led to the other half. It's provocative, but I think that's as far as it goes. Um, I don't think we would be having this podcast dedicated to Black Hops on the name alone. Um to take it that next step further, I think with things like this, it's just there's just a very basic sense check in place that if if we weren't to do this, would our consumer miss it? Would our consumer um, be at a detriment because we don't have it? So if we start off very simple, here's my new beer, here's, here's a can of my new beer, and I'm not going to put the fact it's an IPA on it. Obviously, you need to have an IPA on it because someone might pick it up thinking it's a Saison and be completely disappointed. So, okay, tip, set that that passes the sense check. Um, the brand, you know, it's got this incredible silver artwork I want on it. You know, is it that good? Like, is it worth spending the money on? Like, and, yep, okay, I think it's going to, it makes the can look 100% better. Um it makes it look great, therefore I might get more sales, okay, I'll pass. Or you might go, well, actually, without the silver, it, the can still looks great, I can save myself some money, I don't need it. Like, there's just certain, like, checks in place. If you're getting to it and there's, a, a, you know, a tacky, exploitive poem that you're going to put against it, the same kind of reasoning could go about. If that wasn't there, is, our, is my customer going to be at a detriment because of it? And I'd really doubt there's anyone that's going to drink any product call your workplace and go you know what guys the beer was great but you really you really just needed a bit of a shit palm to go with it like one that was really like degrading towards women that's all it needed to make it perfect does that does that make sense like there's just this just a really yeah i mean I, i'm trying to get my head around and that's why it, it's great to have you on to get that um that marketing perspective because it's given me a, a much better kind of idea of i guess for want a better word like a timeline of how you know you go from uh, a, a concept with you know with no name with no style with no you know we've got, we've got nothing and then we go okay then we're going to do this then this then this and we come to the naming part of it and then we come to the the marketing side of it and I think that's a really good insight into into how it works it's just yeah um, I think we're all in in agreement that at some point somebody needs to say yeah that's funny around the table and we've all had a bit of a giggle but do, exactly. do we press send. It's what we've spoken about on the podcast before. It's just about understanding who your customer is um, and understanding the greater reach that social media can have. You know, internally the culture might be all for this. I'm not here to judge that. Obviously there's, there's people that enjoy working in those workplaces and, you know, each to their own. Um, it's about being having that awareness that it's, does that go further? Um, and I think somewhere putting out a poem like that and certain words they used with it, um, I think, yeah, some, some alarm bells should have gone off. Incredibly sad um, for our industry. And it, it, it's not often, you know, like I, th these are issues that I often think, you know, we just need to sit down and, and talk about. But 
this whole thing has just left me incredibly sad and um I, I would just actually like to um, congratulate Zoe and all of the team um, at Pink Boots, who for the way that they have dealt with this and uh, you know been very respectful and being very thoughtful and being very um, understanding. And you know, I, I I just think that they have handled it uh, beautifully. And uh, you know, listening to to Zoe now, um, it, it's 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 just really really uh, great to hear them. Um, you know, be so thoughtful and understanding. So, um, you know, it's just a really, really sad uh, day for beer. And I, I, I don't know. I'd... Well, so I, I guess I kind of look at it, uh, you know, the, the, the old expression that the, you know, the, it's the darkest hour before the dawn. Um, it, it certainly at least has given rise to um, generating a discussion which has shown a lot of the positives um, in that, you know, we're, we're part of an industry that is not going to, if, if, as a group um, or as, you know, a random collection of individuals, um, a certain percentage see something and and feel they need, it, it needs to be called out um, and um, not shamed is not the word I'm looking for, but, uh, but you know, to say, look, you know, there's a lot of people who don't feel that that, that, that was, you know, that that was okay. I think that speaks volumes about uh, uh, why I love being um, part of this industry because we are passionate and we do I guess kind of you know stick fat um, yes it does also uh, give an opportunity to identify um, attitudes out there that um, and look I, I kind of let some of the idiot comments slip because I go okay now you're you're getting upset about the outrage rather than you know and drawing other you know long bows and, and that sort of thing um, so yeah I have that sort of concern but I think it's it, it sort of augurs well for the future that um, certainly you would think um, and I, I'll draw the example um, of you know if a, a football team gets gets pinged for um, bre- breaching the salary cap, it's all terrible and that sort of thing. But the next person that does it, you've got to think you're that's just seven different kinds of stupid. Like you've seen what's happened and you've said no, we but we're going to do it anyway. So I would hope that going forward, we don't have you know <laughs> there's there's more thought put into. Um, beer naming um, and and the way that we that we market beers is it hopefully that makes sense? Yeah, no, a- absolutely. And um, just to take what you said about the, the beer community, we work in further. You know, the amount of support from um, you know our, our male mates um, within the industry. You know, it, this certainly isn't a female issue or a female battle. They were just good humans of both genders saying, and as this conversation right now, saying, you know, we're better than this and I work with females and I'm not going to tolerate this. Um, you know, this this is demeaning. Like we just, we can be better. Um, and so that was really great to see as well because, um, yeah, it, it, it does just get tired where, you know, a sexist joke or, you know, having a bit of a laugh is just more important than, you know, including people and just celebrating good beer. Um, you know, we've just got to have some responsibility for what we do. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's it's not, um, you know, quote, unquote, uh, I feel ashamed to be part of this industry or it's a sad day or it's, oh, we've gone backwards and all that sort of thing. No, you know, it's, there's, there's a, a point. Um, it's been addressed. And there's an opportunity now to, to move forward um, and celebrate everything that's positive. And hopefully once this uh, episode goes to air, 
uh, you know, fingers crossed, touch wood, that's the end of it. I hope I'm so. Just, I'm just, my pint glass is, is three quarters full. I like it. It's not even half full. <laughs> I'll just figure <laughs> out, you know, there's, there's room for positivity. But the thing is, too, like, there's always, if, if you're not sure, like, and I, I can completely understand that this might have just turned into, like, the rock that's gathered moss. It just rolled into this bigger thing. The, like, yeah, the snowball got thing. bigger than anyone thought it was going to and be. Yeah, for sure. Like, this is terrific. It's hilarious. Let's run with it. And they, I, I can understand that maybe the blinkers were on, but there are people out there to ask to. And it doesn't have to be Pink Boots. It can just be another brewery. It can be if you've got a mate that, you know, is a part of media. Like, it, it could be your, your best customer or something. Like, there are other people to do sense checks against as well and go, you know, what, what do you think? I, I'm both as totem marketer, as totem marketing and also as with my Pink Boots hat on, I'll welcome this conversation anytime. Like if they came to me with that name, I'd be like, it's provocative, but, you know, I want to run with it, it's fine. If they brought that copy to me, I'd be like, okay, guys, we need to draw the line there. Like we can have these conversations rationally without being the fun police or without having a sense of humour. Like we can still have a laugh at innuendo fine. Like it doesn't, but it, we can also do it without crossing a line where we're actually just being degrading towards other people. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And look, as a, you know, um, I, I guess a, a student of comedy, I mean, I love it, it, as, as long as it's funny, provocative, um, funny, coarse, funny, dirty, um, funny, clean, funny dad gag, as long as it's funny. Um, and I think that's sort of, you know, I guess where I where I stand on the, uh, you know, the, the innuendo side of things. But yeah, that, that, taking it that extra step, I think, you know, hasn't um, hasn't done him any favours. From a marketing point of view, Zoe, how do Black Hops, I won't say recover from this, um, but you're consulting. You're, you know, give them a, give them a free hit. What, what, what do they need to do? I think for any business in this situation, um, I think we've already addressed some of the things that they haven't done well so far. I think they really do need to get onto their page and, apply some moderation to it, um, you know, especially where people are personally attacking and swearing and just taking it to that next level. I think their apology didn't really address the issue that did get people fired up, which was the copy. It wasn't the name. Um, so I think people are kind of feeling a bit let down by that as well. Um, do another post again that is all about Ali Cat and how wonderful she is and how everything she's achieved in her first year. Grab the screenshots where people that are sticking up for um, Black Hops are sticking up purely because they've met Ali and she's such a wonderful person and this is the experience I had and this is the way she made me feel when we came in to have the beer. There is some really great stuff that's coming out of this um, and as spoken about in previous podcasts like even in the, like the worst of situation there's still a great opportunity to turn it into something positive and hopefully today they do something that's all about alley cat and totally flipping this 180 and showing the world including the hundreds of people that know her name but don't know her actually giving us that insight that she is this amazing employee and this absolutely life-changing beer experience <laughs> creator that I'm reading. Um, I would love to learn more about her um, because, like I said before, I feel really concerned that a lot of this is riding on her shoulders where I don't feel like it should be. So I think that's a great start. Um, 
and yeah, I think there's just some genuine. Um, I think everyone just wants to see some genuine like next steps from these guys. Um, yeah, the the apology that didn't address the name, and then yeah, having your staff still like comments attacking other people. Um, I think there's just some internal um, education that might need to be done and addressed. Yep. Thank you for uh, Zoe for coming on and uh, not going on other people's podcasts when you're so busy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, salty much. <laughs> oh. oh, you know me, I just love Zoe, did you go on another podcast when you were invited here and said, oh, no, sorry, I'm busy? Were you actually no, no, backdooring us? Yeah. Quarter to nine at night on a Tuesday, where you are only able to record on a Friday morning when I've had work commitments. So, no, I haven't chosen another podcast over you, and um, I'm also happy to take any opportunity to talk about beer and marketing where I can get them. Um, the more conversation I can start, I'm up for any time. So, um, you know, I love you guys just as much, though. So. No, we, we know that. And, uh, and and I do have to say that, you know, uh, again, I, I think just from the way you've spoken, everyone knows just how important this issue is, but you actually cleared your uh, schedule to make yourself available to, to join us to discuss it today. And so you know, we really do appreciate that. And, uh, um we're just having having tried to get you on for the for the last couple of weeks so it was so i thought oh at least i can listen to her on someone else's podcast hey if you're happy to record at quarter to nine at night i'm happy to talk to your mother <laughs> actually we should do that at quarter to nine then we can actually have a beer no we shouldn't no no we very shouldn't um what we might do is just uh we might thank uh zoe very much for taking the time and let her get back to her valuable work and then matt and i will finish off the um the nuts and bolts of our podcast with our uh, mailbag and what's coming up and all that sort of thing um unless you want to hang around zoe but i i'm, I'm conscious of um of you being very busy so we'll shoot off but before we do head off i did just want to maybe finish on a more positive note and put a shout out to the team at bolter and like congrats on their number one spot last yesterday in the beer survey and there's still you know a lot of really good things happening in the beer world too so i think well yes one thing yesterday kind of overshadowed the day i think there's still an incredible amount of good work and um delicious things happening out there so yay well said and thanks again zoe we'll um catch up with you Next Thanks, time. Alex. All right. Chat soon. Thanks, Zoe. That was Zoe Ottaway, partner at Total Marketing, but also as the vice president of Pink Boots Australia. In a garden. What a garden. Brews News is made possible by Brewpack, Australia's number one craft contract brewer. With over 100 craft beers and ciders on the roster and counting, Brewpack specialises in offering growing craft breweries a home for their packaged and kegged beer, no matter how crafty. Serious about handmade beers, and with an open-door policy, Brewpack's brewers love having passionate, hands-on partners in the brewery. Thinking about craft contract brewing? Think Brewpack. And uh, yes, we thank Brewpack for not only making a whole lot of great craft beers possible, but also for making this podcast possible. Matt, we got a we got an iTunes review before we delve into the mailbag. Well, I suppose that is kind oh, of the it's mailbag, kind of isn't mailbag, it? Yeah, kind of mailbag. But yes, no, I I gave a plaintive uh, sort of call out on my on one of the podcasts I did solo, Prof. Um, just sort of saying, guys, you know, it doesn't cost much. You can just take a little bit of time if you really like what we do. We do this for free. And uh, now I don't know who this is, and they haven't reviewed anything else, so I don't know. But so. I really, really appreciate uh, somebody who has taken the name. All relevant nicknames are taken. 
um, has weighed in and said, long time listener, but very poor effort on my part to rate and review. Such a great way to catch up on the latest news, couched in a wonderful Statler and Waldorf banter, and now supplemented with the occasional invariably interesting third point of view from well-respected guests. So uh, yeah, look, the, the, the fact that you've obviously logged in just to um, create that review and you've not reviewed anything else on iTunes uh, is, is very, very much appreciated. And uh, thank you to all the relevant nicknames are taken. Yeah, very well done. And um, it was Statler and Waldorf. Who's Statler and who's Waldorf? I don't know. I resemble that remark. No, that's good. I'll, I, I, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, oh, look, sorry about that. We, we, we've been called that before. So anyway. Uh, we've been called worse and, and I'm sure there'll be worse to come. I think we may have received a, another letter that sort of came in while we were recording last week, which we didn't get a chance to read out, apropos uh, Carlton Zero and, and non-alcoholic beer in general. A letter of the week from Tim Gray in Bruce Vegas. Evening, Pete and Matt. I just finished listening to Bruce News at 186, I believe, where you spoke to two different Carlton reps regarding uh, their new Carlton Zero product. I tend to agree with your opinion, Matt. While it is successful in parts of Europe, it's a different drinking culture compared to Australia, and there are additional reasons why it's successful. My wife is from Slovakia, so every three years or so, we go back there to visit family and often travel through the Czech Republic as well. Both countries have a zero, zero blood alcohol content for driving, so the option of one or two beers while driving and catching up with family is not allowed. In those instances, I found myself quite often having a non-alcoholic beer to be social and I've also witnessed my wife's friends and family do the same. In Australia if I'm driving and it's a similar scenario I'll have a couple of mid-strength beers um, though as I'm allowed to. Another example that occurred last time we were in Slovakia was when visiting my wife's uncle it was summer around 9am and as we arrived we'd just finished gardening for the morning. When we sat down he cracked a non-alcoholic beer offered me one and proceeded to drink two in fast succession. Uh, if that was myself working in my backyard in Australia under sim similar circumstances, I'd reach for a cold bottle of water to rehydrate and wait till 5pm to crack a beer. Uh, different drinking culture. Uh, on a side note, great work with the show. Uh, love the varied guests you have on uh, in recent times and the regularity of the program. And I guess I suspect I've listened to around 90% of the podcast over the years. My apologies, it's taken so long to get up my backside and write. Better late than never, I guess. You guessed right, Tim. And for your getting up off your backside, um, a six-pack of fine Australian beer from our good friends at Beer Cartel, as well as a bar blade, as well as from Deb Lou Bakes, um, some uh, 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 gingerbread biscuits from um, courtesy of Bruce News and Deb. Thanks, Deb. Well done. Thanks, Tim. That was a, that was a good letter. I, I, I kind of get that. Like, I, I wonder now, Matt, whether I, I mean, apart, look, apart from the fact I can't get my gardening done by nine o'clock in the morning, <laughs> I'm probably still going at five o'clock. So it's, it's irrelevant for me. I'm, it's probably beer o'clock by the time I've done anything worthy of, of earning a beer. But yeah, I must admit, yeah, water, if I've been exercising, I tend to, to go with water only because, you know, look, I don't have non-alcoholic beer in the house. I, I think I might grab some and, um, and just give it a try. But it's good to see that our, um, our discussions, uh, wide ranging as they are, are, uh, Creating interest. I agree with you. Like you, know, you can't just say something's doing well in another market without looking. You know, beer is a reflection of the the community. Um, you know, and I, I didn't even. I would never have thought if uh, they had if um, Tim had said in that uh, letter that there was a zero um, drink driving policy, zero percent drink driving policy, given that they are such big consumers of beer. Um, and I, I would imagine that that would very much shape 
what they're willing to drink and in terms of alcohol and uh, you know um, ABVs of beers. We've got mid-strength. We are one of the biggest mid-strength markets in the world because of our drink-driving culture um, in the 70s and 80s. And uh, yeah, so it was fascinating. The, the, the second thing about that is I really like the way, Pete, that we probably focus to some extent on the, the craft beer um, area of, of the beer industry, which is the most interesting part in so many ways but there is a lot of interesting Mm. stuff outside of that and you know when we do um you know and that that wasn't an ad you know no one's going to shout us down for saying that it was an interesting look at a at a beer that was genuinely interesting and uh you know groundbreaking in its own way and people like hearing that people actually respond to that and uh you know as given that we do this for not a lot of money um it's really nice that people do respond to you know they're picking up what we're putting down yeah well said well matt i look and uh, at the clock on the wall, and I see that we have hit the cook limit. Well, but is it Although, a cook limit? <laughs> we did get it. We did get. We did get some more correspondence this week from none other than Jamie Cook, he of the Cook Limit, who congratulated us on going overtime because it suited him and his lifestyle and schedule. Because he happened to be doing some. Was it mountain biking? Motorbiking, I think. Motorbike. Sorry, yeah. So I had an hour and a half. Um, and and so yeah. So when it suits him, it's okay for us to go overtime. But uh, anyway, we but have yeah, we have reached the the official cook limit of forty minutes. We are over it, and uh, yeah, we're over the limit. But hopefully, you're not over <laughs> us, listeners. That's it. And if you're driving, don't go over the limit. That's all we have this week for Brews News Week. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks again to all our sponsors and those who support the program, and to you guys for listening. Um, if you listen and you like, don't forget you can also just just flick us a little thing on iTunes. Because uh, it, it, as Matt says, it, it does help other people to find you know what you like. So the stuff that you like can be um, uh, liked by others as well. So take care, and we'll see you all again next week. And we're out. <laughs>